Just a typical podcast. I am Chantel, and today I will be interviewing Alice Evans, the executive director of Club. We're here um, in the office at Club, um, along with Mary Lee and Justin, who are just going to probably make jokes and annoy us, but Go <laughs> just ignore them. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, I'm just going to be asking Alice some questions about why she started Club and what she uh, wants for the future of Club and everything in between. So, yeah, let's get started. Okay. All right. So the first question uh, is, what got you into starting a club? Well, when um, I first moved to Canada, I had two young kids, and Alfie was just a few months old. He had, he has Down syndrome, as you know. Anyway, um, I met this um, another parent at a party. Um, and her name's Renee Pye. And I said, oh, Nova Scotia's amazing. The Progress Centre for Early Intervention's amazing. There's so many supports. Everyone's so friendly. I love it here. And she was like, oh, it's all really good when your kid is young and cute. But when they get older, there's really nothing. And her son was then 15, Elliot. And she was just spending all her time organising like social events, his social life, um, trying to get him included in stuff at school because he wasn't included in the way that he wanted to be. And um, it just, it was really draining on her and the whole family and she was really sort of despondent about the future. And um, yeah, and then we got together talking about, you know, what could be done about it. That's really interesting. So, who specifically inspired you to start club? Well, I guess Renee, in a way, inspired me because she is extremely driven person. And she was like, oh, we're going to do this. It's going to be like the Legion. Everyone knows your name. It's going to be fantastic. And also, I, yeah, I wanted it to be like an art gallery, like, like an art centre or something like that as well. I have that sort of creative vibe. And... Um, I had worked in the UK with um, a man called David Worth, who was lovely, who was on the autism spectrum. And when I left, um, it, one of my first jobs was sort of as an art teacher with him, and we ended up being really good friends and doing lots and lots for the yeah, last eight years of his life, which was beautiful. And I think one thing that he taught me was there isn't like one right way to do it. You can think, oh, I know how to do this. I know how things should be. And he, with his completely different version of life and different values, he would say, no, I'm going to do it like this. And he was right for him and also right for the people. Anyway, wow. that, it taught me that. It's a really good point because there isn't just one way, right way to do things. For, well, maybe for some things, but yeah. definitely not with art. No, and also just with life as well. Like, you, who says you have to go to a pub and drink beer? We used to go to the pub and have a cup of tea, and then he would tell everyone, like, give people a hard time for drinking alcohol <laughs> in, the, in a very fancy pub. It was really funny. Yeah. All right, so why did you choose to move to Canada? What was it about Canada that interested you? Well, when I was... So I was born in Canada. Okay. And I lived till I was five, and then my dad 
got really sick. He was told he wasn't going to live very long. And his family members lived in England, so our whole family went to England. Anyway, what was the question? I got distracted there, you guys. I was, trying, I was sharing something sincere. Santa was over here yawning. Okay, so the question was, um, why did you choose to move to Canada? What was it that inspired you? I really liked hockey. <laughs> Really? Hockey type? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't mean inspired, I meant interested. So, so what, what happened, happened was, Matthew and I, I was born in Canada, Canada. we, we moved, moved to England when I was a kid, because my dad died. died. Oh, okay. so, so then, then I, grew I grew up in England, and then, when I got married, I came here on holiday with Matthew. And... I'll tell you what it was. We saw a movie called The Station Agent. Oh, yes, I've done this before. I did tell you this before. Uh, with, um, what's his name? Tywin Lannister? I don't know. <laughs> that guy. I know who you're talking about. That guy. This actor. It's a really cute film, and it's about a guy who inherits, like, a railway building or something, and he moves to a different place, and he makes friends, and he has a different life. And it wasn't what he expected, but it's got lots of friendship and community in it. Oh, it's my kind of movie. Yeah, it's lovely. It's really great. So anyway, we came out of that in um, Brixton, Brixie Movie Theatre, and I said, oh, should we move to Canada? And Matthew went, yeah, let's do that. Wow. Very spur of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what were the early days of the club like? Um, well, we did three pilot programs to start with. So we did a cooking club, a theatre club, and what was the other thing? Dance club. Cool. With Halifax Dance. Yes, I remember. I, remember. I, didn't, I never did it, but I know a lot of people who did, who did do it. Yeah, it was really fun. So they were all really good programmes. They were nice. What was the difference? And then when we started Dropping Club in 2010, the difference was that everyone didn't know each other like they know each other now. Yeah. So there wasn't, like, it was a lot of new people coming together, so it was very much about doing a, an activity together. It was less about the friendships that had built up over time. I remember my first time coming, coming to club. I did the, the theatre club play that we did back when I was, must have been, like, 2010, so I was in grade 7, I think. And it was really awkward for me the first time because I didn't know anybody, but, like, now, like, so many people I've known for, well, almost 10 years now, and they're... Like really close friends of mine. Yeah, and, and there's also like a lot of changes. You like a lot of new people, people leaving, new um, volunteers and staff. Yeah, right here. Yeah. So, um, how did you go about starting the club in the first place? Like, were there any hurdles that you faced? Yes, it, it was, was really just a, like a whole load of hurdles. <laughs> That was it. So what we did to start with, well, what I did was write down all the questions that I had, and then like, how was I going to answer the questions? So not what the answers were. So it would be like, how are we going to fund it? And then I'd like have all these different ways that I can maybe find that out. Or how are we going to train people? How are we going to make sure it's safe? How are we going to make sure it's fun for people? All those different questions. But there were, there were like, oh, insurance, all those sorts of things. You know, for us, the main thing at first was to make sure that the safety was there. Yeah. That it was 
that it was safe and that people could trust it. Inaccessible. Yeah, and then also making sure it was person-centred. So the people who were involved in it were the people making the decisions and had some control over it. It wasn't us saying, you have to come here and do that. I think next time you should not let these people in. <laughs> well, we're just not going to interview Alison. It's a wrap. No. So, what was it like starting your own business as a woman? It, it was, was awesome because um, it wasn't just me, and I was doing it with another woman, and she and I supported each other, and then we had other parents involved as well who support each other. <laughs> No, no, wait a minute. I just can't do it. Because whenever I talk to you, you look at Merrily. You your armpits, okay? So, like... parents and people involved um i personally was looking after a young kid so i did you know he was in and out of hospital a lot so my time was quite focused on that when we started the club and um it meant i didn't have a job because i couldn't keep one with that um you know level of parenting in a hospital so um in a way that's my role as primary caregiver freed me up with extra time when I was pushing a stroller to think about how we were going to set up the club. That's awesome. So now more on to uh, what the club is like now. Um, just how do you feel about like where the club is now? I love where the club is now. I love the community, the connections, the bonds everyone has with each other, the sense of excitement, um, just the, the way things multiply, like two people come together and these, all these connections happen. Yeah. I love it. I love that too. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I feel, feel like, like we've, you know, know we've got a proven track record. There is that trust in the community. Funders believe in us. And we're just starting. We're also at the very beginning of where we, where we could be, which is exciting as well. It is. So what, what is your favorite thing about club? Like about coming, coming to club. I like my favorite thing is just, being at club and seeing the interactions that are happening between people, the things that happen that I have nothing to do with. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. And, and like unexpected moments, like when you throw cornstarch at, at each other. Yeah. Maybe the throwing cornstarch. <laughs> maybe like. The, but maybe like also like seeing the. The theatre show come together yeah. and all the work everyone's put in and, you know, hearing the choir sing when you hit, hit a really good tune or, yeah. like, the way also the staff and volunteers are phenomenal and the extra things that they do and then the extra things that families and, and the members do as well to make it work, I, I'm blown away by it. And I'm not sure if it would happen anywhere else. I'd like to think it would, but... um I do, I do think, think there's something special about Nova Scotia as well. Like, like yeah, people are very keen to make friends and support each friendly. other. Yeah, and, and like, like want to help each other. I agree. I don't know how many times I've said that. 
So what has surprised you about the growth of the program so far? I think it is that, that you, that you can uh, create sort of a, the right environment and then things flourish on their own. Um, much responsibility the members take for the programmes and for, for every day at the club. How much um, planning, how much support of each other, how much making sure things work, in all that sort of thing. I, yeah, I love how the staff always gets us to like, get our input. Like yesterday at day programme, we had a brainstorming session where we came up with ideas to do the next few weeks at, at day program, like different programs that we wanted to do and activities, and we all got to suggest ideas. Yeah. So, and That's we all get to, got to like contribute to what we wanted the theme of the play to be this year, and it's coming together really well so far. Kristen's doing a great job. Yeah. So I, I think that's really, really I think that's really, really nice. nice. And, and also, I, I think there's a place for people who aren't verbal and don't communicate in the in the same way to also like have input and share. Like you see the friendships that people make, and you don't have to be. Like, it, it, friendships don't evolve in the way that you would typically imagine them to yeah. evolve. Like, you can make friends by being pushed by someone or pushing someone or, like, sharing a, sharing a moment. And over time, it really builds up. I, I love yeah. that. So Club has a lot of different, like, activities and programs that are offered. So what is your favorite what one of those like, activities or programs that's, that's offered through Club? What's your favorite? Ooh, um, I really like the theater club. Um, I like the day program, like getting to like start my own business and doing different business things with the the whole group. I've heard supper club is really good, and I want to go this month. I'm not sure if it's um, full yet, but I hope hmm. to go. <laughs> I don't know if it's. Well, you might have to put on the wait list for the next one. That pulls yeah. up really quick. But yeah, I, I don't have a one favorite because I think. What we've got is a nice array of different yeah. programs, so there's something that will suit everyone. Personally, I, 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 there's nothing I don't really enjoy. Yeah, it's right. Like even if it's something I'm not really interested in, like I don't like science that much. When we do science experiments at club or at a day program or summer camp, I really like those because they just make them really fun. Usually, it's this guy that's in charge of them. <laughs> yeah, mad yeah. science. And also, like, I'm not a sporty person, but I really enjoy taking part in the sports-type activities, the physical fitness stuff here, and I feel more motivated doing it here, although maybe like, a little bit on show as well, <laughs> a little bit self-conscious. Yeah. But also, like, if you're doing Zumba here, it doesn't matter if you don't get the steps right. Yeah. Like, there's a sense that you've done it, you took part, and yeah. Yeah, nobody's going to, like... Make fun of you for it if they do as well, like a teasing thing that's like not in a mean way. Mm. You, you know, know what I was thinking the other day that would be nice is to have personal shoppers. Like, personal shoppers? Are personal shopper students? Like, students who who train to be personal shoppers, do you think? Who stylists, like stylists. Ooh, I like this idea. Because it would be great if those students who learn how to be a stylist could come here and style people. Well, don't you think? That would be awesome. Their individual style. Next level on the, uh, our makeover days with the haircuts and everything. Yeah, well, well um, uh, what's her name's daughter? Sharon's daughter, or Sarah's sister, she does the hair and nails and stuff. And then we had that spa night. Yeah, that was really fun. There. Yeah, that was great. And the hairdresser's coming in. It's awesome. Yeah, I've never been here for that, but I want to. We'll be here on Tuesday for anybody that wants to get really? a haircut. Cool. You know, one thing I learned 
through being at club is that you can't say, oh, that's brilliant. Oh, yeah, well done. It doesn't really work. You have to say, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, well, it's club awesome or team awesome. Yeah. yeah. When I, I used to arson. Arson. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But when, when I, I used to say, say, "Oh yeah, that's nice. Oh, well, well done. That's really good." good. It, it would be like, like I was like not really getting there. <laughs> I'd say, "Oh, it's awesome. Everything's awesome. Everything is awesome." We appreciate yeah. that you're adapting. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking to that. After ten years. Only took a little time. <laughs> so, were you expecting Club to be as big as it is now? I didn't actually have a, a number in mind of how many people take part, but we did look at how many people there are with disabilities and intellectual disabilities in Halifax and the surrounding area, and we knew there were a lot of people who needed this sort of programming. So we, we did hope that we would be able to reach a a proportion and I think we're doing well with that yeah I agree there's so many more people here now than from when I started and like like we bumped into you at the mall the other day yeah, and then I saw Asia's dad at the mall and like wherever you go you see club people yeah I've seen I've seen club people actually quite a bit at the mall I saw Ian the last time I was there with with, with Jamie um before I saw you guys and I've seen people around and I see a lot of them at, at swimming because they're all on special olympics yeah and okay, I'll come and I'll see them Tuesday night, and I'll come here and I'll see them Wednesday afternoon at drop in. Nice. On to like the future of the club. Um, yeah. Where do you see the club going in, say, five years? Well, you know, we, we have been really lucky to have United Way funding from the beginning, and more recently, Progress Club. Yes. Have have become really involved. Yeah, didn't Luke sing at the the uh, Spring Gala? Gala. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, and they've been so supportive with the board and advice and all sorts of things. So I feel more like, less like we're a group of parents and people with disabilities coming together to try and solve a problem, and more like we're a community that's supported by the wider community. Yeah. And I feel like that's growing, and hopefully where I see us being is more um, in a more sustainable position with, like, the ability to keep staff, guarantee programming into the future, have programming every day, have the programs that are really successful um, offered enough so that everyone wants to take part in them can, because, you know, try and get down some of those wait lists, have more supports for people who have, like, the really complex disabilities. Um, yeah. Are there any programs that you would like to add to the club? Um, yeah. Whenever I think someone has an idea, I'd like to be able to add that. Like, like the podcast, yes, awesome. Um, I think we need to be flexible, always flexible, and always respond to the need. So not doing something just because, oh, we've decided we're going to do it and we've got funding to do it. But is it actually needed? And if it's not, let's yeah. Is it something the members want? And if it's not, let's change it so it is. So I hope into the future that we continue to be flexible and responsive. Um, and meet the need that is actually there. Yeah. So that means we don't necessarily do it all the same. That's what I'm saying. That makes sense. So um, do you see any potential locations or business partnerships um, on the horizon for club? Oh, man, I would so love us to have a building that is as cool as the club, as cool as the membership. Yes, that would be like, the dream. Yeah, a bespoke building 
that has soundproofing, that has changing wash areas, has program areas, has public space so we can invite people in, employment opportunities built in, and also has space, quiet room, um, snoozeland place, space, office space that we can share with other organisations as well. So the disability community has a hub. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, make it look really like nice, bright, and colorful. Yeah, and I feel like too often people with intellectual disabilities or complex disabilities get what's left over at the end of it. Whenever all the typical people have got what they need, it's like, oh, we've got something left over. We could give it to them. They'll be grateful. Sounds that sounds churlish, churlish, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But I want something that says, no, we really, really value this community, and. We, we will invest in it, and, and you are valued. All the little, little things add up. Yeah, well, I think that is a good enough answer. How do you think, uh, how do you feel Club has helped people with special needs in the community? Um, I think it has strengthened our community. I think for, for me, personally, I feel that there's hope for the future. I know that my son has support and friendship as he reaches junior high and I'm not really concerned so much about his social life as I would be. He's in six and he's going to go to junior high and there's not going to be many kids with different abilities at his school. So I'm like, but I know he has friends with his classmates. He loves being included with his class at school. And even if they don't hang out with him afterwards, he's got really good buds here. Yeah, you can always come here. It's all different ages too, which which is nice. Like this, it doesn't. You don't really feel like oh, because I always felt like in school I have to handle people that are in my grade. And here it's like I can have friends that are twelve, thirteen, and in their thirties. Yeah, and it works, doesn't yeah. it? And some of the older like teens mentor Alfie as well, yeah. and that's really good for yeah, him. Yeah, like Liam and Jared okay. and Corey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, that's just one example. example. I, think it, I think it has supported individuals in as many different ways as there are different individuals. Yeah. It's nice to have, them have that place to come, like, after school for the ones that are still in school or after work. So, How do you feel it's benefited you? Well, I know that when I was in school, just not far from here, and I would walk down to come for the theater club, I really liked it. It was like a bit of a break before I had to go home and do homework, because I had a lot of homework at a private school. And I was like, I just need to just kind of come in here and have a bit of a break and hang out. And I always look forward to whenever I come here in the morning, I could be having a really bad morning, be really tired or whatever. I'll come in here. And like, even this morning, as I walked in, I was like smiling. Yeah. And like the whole day, I was like that. I showed up at 730 this morning. I just napped on the couch. Feels half like home. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to nap on the couch. Can I point out? Hey, I was here an hour before. Yeah. Why were you yeah, here yeah. so early? No, okay, next. Okay, next. <laughs> we interview Marilee next time. <laughs> All right. Um, are there any political or business people that you'd like to get involved with club? Yes, all political and business people, I feel, should be involved with club. I agree. All, all MLAs and councillors and MPs should be very, very aware of the needs 
of people with diverse abilities in their community because these are some of the most vulnerable people in the community and I think if you're supporting the most vulnerable people well you're doing your job well and so I think they all need to be cognizant and it needs to be a priority across the board because this population hasn't been supported properly in the past and I think there are a lot of opportunities for business people to make fantastic connections and do wonderful community relationships community building that then enhances their businesses and help their employees feel like they're really giving back and part of their community so I think that's really important too and like we have the universities involved here it's not just them helping us I think students actually get a lot out of it one of my best friends actually from high school was um one of helped out with the day program on Tuesday from an NSCC and that was really nice I got to spend a lot of time with her every few weeks and she loved it and and the members loved her especially Luke yeah talking about her (laughs) (laughs) yeah But also, I think, not just in terms of employment, but in terms of self-confidence, in terms of feeling accepted, being part of a community. I think when you go to university and also when you work in business, you can feel quite isolated. And I think the club is a a real, actual connection that you can have in your week where the egos are left to one side and the people are the most important. Definitely. Um, So we've got one final question. How would you describe the club to people who don't know what it is? Oh, that, that might have been, been should have been your first question. <laughs> so they know what we're talking oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> like, all, all the, the way, way through club. club. Um, I, I would describe, describe it as a range of programs and services that are devised with people who have different abilities in mind. So programs that fill the gaps that are currently there for people with um, diverse abilities and disabilities. Um, and, and I, I could just, just list what they are. are. We have a drop-in club, summer camps, choir, theatre club, music therapy. We have supper clubs, life skills courses, biz, helping people with their business ideas, um, looking towards doing youth transition programming. We have support for families and parents. We have a lot of programs that um, youth and adults with disabilities decide themselves. So whether it's Lady Gaga Day or going for a walk you know it's quite a range and we have a lot of programs that students plan here yeah just like the carnival on the weekend and the masquerade ball and the fashion show yeah exactly like and then we've got um maritime bangra coming we're taking part in the blue nose we've got that theater performance at the neptune we've got the prom like there's so many things coming up all the time and it's like i think i'm just gonna have a little bit of a break and then there's We've got yeah. this fantastic thing planned. So, yeah, it's cool. We have the best social lives in the city. I agree. I've said that for like the 10th time. Is it time to talk about me now? I'm no, sorry about I wasn't talking about you. This is all about Alice. Plus, <laughs> you keep leaving. Because so. <laughs> you weren't talking about me enough. Yeah, we're gossiping when you're not here. Yeah, Danielle, fill your seat. All right, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um... Are you thanking them for distracting me? And thank you. Yes. Thank you very much, Justin, Marilee, and Danielle, for distracting us. No problem. <laughs> and thank you, Alice, for uh, answering my questions. Oh, thank you. I think you've done such an amazing job, Chantal. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. Yes, remember to follow us on Instagram and, and Facebook at Just Atypical Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Bye.